Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, welcome to Spiritual Talk. I'm Dan Steep. This episode is uh, brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get FDA-approved NASA technology in your home, business, or car, it kills 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Email the address on the screen at infoforvalara at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us on this episode. I want to talk with you today about five keys to overcoming unbelief and building faith. And before I get into the five keys to overcoming unbelief and building faith, I just want to build a little foundation with you. God's Word actually dispels unbelief. God's Word is faith. The Bible says in Romans 10.8, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So the word is faith, and faith is the word. And God's word is the antithesis of unbelief. And actually, I don't know if you realize this or not, but unbelief is sin. John 16, 9 says, The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. That's Jesus speaking. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. And Hebrews 3, 12 says, Beware lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. So clearly in Scripture, belief, or unbelief is... Um, uh, it is... Uh, not contrasted the opposite, but it's related to um, sin and evil. So unbelief is actually satanic. And the reason that I'm making this point to you is it, you have to really see unbelief for what it is so that you'll stand against it and really pursue faith. Why do I say that unbelief is satanic? Well, it's, it's the first thing that Satan did. In Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, after God had spoken to Eve about not eating the fruit from the tree, the first thing that Satan did is come to Eve and say, did God really say that? He was sowing seeds of unbelief, getting her to question what God said. And he did the same thing with Jesus in Luke chapter 4 in the wilderness temptation when Jesus had fasted 40 days and nights and he was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness. He was twisting 
things that were said in Scripture and in injecting unbelief, and Jesus combated it very in a very straightforward manner by three times saying, it is written, and actually quoting God's word right back to Satan. So faith is the opposite of unbelief, and faith latches on to what God said, and what God said, God's word says belongs to you. That's faith. It, it latches on to what God said belongs to you. And if you don't hate unbelief, you'll, you'll, you'll never have biblical faith. In order to, to have great biblical faith, you have to be willing to, to identify unbelief for what it is. Satanic, sin, and something to be hated and avoided. Because the Christian standard is faith. Everything in the kingdom of God moves by faith. And the only thing that's truly reliable is this. Where is your faith? Where your faith is determines the, the, the dependability of your life circumstances. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 25 says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise, and the, wind, the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. So anyone who listens to my teaching, Jesus says, and follows it, is wise. Well, what does it take to follow Jesus and follow his words? It takes faith, to step in faith, to walk in faith, to walk by faith and not by sight. That's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith. Who's we? Believers, Christians. We walk by faith. And Jesus said in Luke 18, 8, he said, when the Son of Man comes, or, you know, when he returns to earth, will he really find faith on the earth? So Jesus is attracted to faith. Jesus is looking for faith, and he's looking for faith when he returns in his second coming. So let me share with you five keys to overcoming unbelief and building faith. Number one, God's word never lies. You can build your faith on this foundation. God's word never lies. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Do you believe God will heal you? When I ask that question to people, there's a certain amount of people that will say, well, I, I believe God heals, but I don't know if, he, don't know if he, he'll heal me. And my question is, does God keep his promises? Because he promises, healing is promised to God's people in his word. So if you're not sure if God heals, I ask you this question, does God keep 
his promises? And the answer is an emphatic yes. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind. There's a, a, you know, a statement that I would, many times when I'm preaching, I'll start out by holding up my Bible and asking people to hold their Bibles in the air with them. And I'll say, ask them to repeat this after me. This is my Bible. It reveals Jesus Christ to me. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. It is a light unto my path. I will walk in its light. God's word never lies. Number two, the second key to overcoming unbelief and building faith is everyone has a measure of faith. Everyone has a measure of faith. Romans 12.3 says, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Everyone has a measure of faith. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8 that by grace you have been saved through faith. So you can't even be saved without faith. And at salvation, at that moment when you're born again and saved, that's when faith is reborn really within you. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that tells me that faith is of the Spirit. It's a heart thing. It's not a, a mind thing or a head thing. But heart and spirit are, are, are like synonymous terms in Scripture. And, and faith, right, it, it's a heart or a spirit thing, a spiritual thing, right? God's dealt to each one a measure of faith. So it comes from God. By grace you're saved through faith. And you, when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's, that's faith. It's of the heart. It's of the Spirit. And everyone has a measure of faith. Number three. Faith works through confession. Faith works through confession. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So faith works through confession. Faith is voice activated. I know I'll be healed. By faith, I speak it, and I believe it. And that's, that, that's faith operating. Only faith can say, I know I will be healed. That's faith in God. That's faith in His Word. That's faith in who He is in me. And that's why it's important to be in His Word. It's important to listen to sermons and, and messages and Bible studies of faith. It's important to read books about great people of faith and, and hang around and spend time with faith people because you have to keep your confession biblical even if there's doubt in your head. Do you catch that? Even if you have doubt in your mind, keep your confession, keep what comes out of your mouth 
biblical, and faith-based. There's a story in Mark chapter 9 about a father whose boy needed to be actually delivered of a demon. And, and Jesus asked him, asked the father if he believed that his son would be healed. And, and the father cried out and said, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. The King James Version says, I believe, but help my unbelief. So there is a scenario that exists whereby um, you can have faith and belief, but, but still be wavering and struggling. I mean, I've laid hands on many people and, and commanded healing in their bodies, and God has faithfully uh, backed me up on that and brought healing within them. But I could also tell you that I've laid hands on people who were healed, and I was surprised. See, see how that works out in your head. But even though, you know, I believed but needed help with my unbelief, my speech and my action lined up with God's Word. I'm very careful about my speech, what comes out of my mouth, that it's always the Word of faith, and therefore my actions follow that. So when you speak, make sure the word comes out of your mouth and not just what you feel or, or how you feel emotionally or what you think, but make sure the word comes out of your mouth. Number four, faith grows by the word. It grows by the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith grows by the Word. So stay in the Word. Immerse yourself in God's Word. Become an expert on God's Word. I, that's a promise from Scripture. Thy Word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Thy Word, the psalmist said, have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Faith grows by the Word and faith in God's Word. The fifth and final one is faith understands it is finished. Those were Jesus' last words before the Bible says He gave up the Spirit. It is finished. Now, when Jesus said it is finished, it didn't look like it. I mean, in the eyes of the onlookers, it looked far from finished. How could Jesus say his work was finished? Because he knew what was coming. What was finished was the part of him given his life. And what was to come was the resurrection. And everything that that brought into the life of his people. Giving us victory over sin and death. Transferring the keys of the kingdom into our hands. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I quoted it earlier. This time I'll read it from the Living Translation. For we live by believing and not by seeing. We live by believing and not by seeing. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so, by faith, I believe that I have received it. I've received everything that, that God's Word promises to me. I've received everything that Jesus delivered to me. Everything in this Bible is mine 
by faith and I believe it. And it may not look like it right now, but I've won. And it might not look like it in your life, but I'm telling you, if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and the truth of his word, it might not look like it, but you've won. It's just a matter of time. Keep your confession pure. Make sure that only God's word comes out of your mouth. And it's just a matter of time until the victory is yours. And if you're listening to this episode and you're not currently walking in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to tell you the the best way to turn the tables on what's going on in your life is to say yes to Jesus today. It may not look like it, but if you'll say yes to Jesus today, you've already won. Because when you when you say yes to God's free offer of salvation through Jesus Christ, you open yourself up to all the possibilities that God's Word says are available to you. And you can do that right now by repeating a simple prayer out loud after me. I want you to repeat this salvation prayer out loud because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So pray this prayer together out loud after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I've sinned. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sin to you. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, let me be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you prayed that prayer out loud after me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, I say to you today that you are saved, you're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. If you prayed that prayer, please go to my website, revivalnow.com, revivalnow.com, and right on the front page, there's a big red button that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can do two things. One, you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you that will help you get started in your Christian life. The other thing you can do is fill out your contact information. If you'll fill out your contact information, my promise to you is twofold. Number one, I'll pray for you by name as you get started in your life in Christ Jesus. I want to know who you are, and I want to be able to pray for you by name. And secondly, um, if you'll fill out your contact information I'll email some resources to you that will be very helpful to you in understanding this decision that you've made and and really getting started in your Christian life. So go to revivalnow.com, click I just got saved, and follow the prompts. And I thank you in advance for doing that. It's been an honor to spend this time together with you. And again, our episode is brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA technology in your home, business, or car, 
that kills 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Email the address on the screen, info for Valara at gmail.com. Thank you for uh, spending this time together with me and taking this journey with me on Spiritual Talk. I look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless you.